Nick, I want you to name some of your favorite parts of the ocean. Hmm. I guess just water. Okay. I heard lasers. Keep saying them. Um, I mean, I feel like I like sea turtles. Yeah, lasers. Got it. I think uh, just like whales are so cool. I'm sorry. Did you say whales? Whales. Oh, okay. Yeah, lasers. Got it. Um, of course, lasers. Yes, lasers. Lasers are the best part of the ocean. We do a deep dive to see which fish has the most fight in tactical sea creature combat simulator Ace of Seafood this week on How Did This Get Filleted? <laughs> This get played uh, the show where we talk about the worst and weirdest video games of all time. I'm your host Heather Ann Campbell. I'm sitting across the city from my co-host Nick Weiger, and I'm Nick Weiger, and I am sitting across the city from our producer Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, Hello everyone. Oh, everyone. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Um, this is the most people I see at any given, any singular interaction in my life right now. This is the most, there are five people on my screen right now. That's yeah. a lot of, that's a nice, healthy number of people to see. Yeah. This is a party. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm used to, I've been, uh, I will see, like, I, I'll go on walks mm. through the, you know, I'll go on the, like, I am legend style walks through the uh, mostly abandoned part of the city I live in, but then see an occasional bystander and we'll give it like a, you know, like a distant hello. <laughs> to be but fair. But that's basically it. Before people I'm interacting with other than my wife, who I live with. Your, your, uh, your part of the city has always been mostly abandoned. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you live in like the industrial district. <laughs> I haven't been outside in three days. Wow. Yeah. Oh, because you're self-quarantining, right? I'm self-quarantining right now, yeah. Wow. Oh, man. Yeah. Just the fucking worst time. Just a fucking <laughs> dire situation we're in right now. Just I'm fucking having fun. hell. Just fucking it's sucks. fucking nightmare. It's so awful. And you know what? what? miserable world we live in. You know yeah. what? I have, I have very still, I'm still working from home and I have very little free time and I've been spending it playing these shitty fucking games. <laughs> yeah. And it is stressing yeah. me out. <laughs> yeah. This, uh, so last week's game, you didn't like the Stanley Parable. Yeah. I really, I really enjoyed the Stanley Parable. Matt enjoyed it as well. Yes. Uh, but this game, I think we all are just going to be, this is, this one's really in the shit pit. This is a fucking. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I this like, game fucking pissed me off. I like this game a lot more than Stanley Parable. <laughs> you liked it more than Stanley Parable. Yeah. I had, 
I had at one point I was like, man, I I do not like Stanley Parable. And I was like, well, I'm going to get back to playing this one. Okay, (laughs) all right. The music. Okay, well, we'll get into it. Uh, But before I'm already livid. (laughs) Before we descend into gaming hell, uh, why don't we spend 70 seconds in gaming heaven uh, talking about some of our favorite water levels from video games of all time. Nick, why don't you go first? You know, I'm I'm going to go retro for my picks. Uh, obviously, Mega Man 2 considered in the at least in the from the NES Mega Man's kind of a, a series high point and Bubble Man stage. Uh, great stage, Bubble Man great boss. And the bubble is it lead or lead? Whatever the bubble th- weapon is. I always write it as bubble lead. Uh, that that that's a great weapon that you end up using to defeat Dr. Wily. Uh so that's one that sticks out. Also, uh, Donkey Kong Country, uh, known for its great water levels, coral capers. You know, you get on guard the swordfish. Uh, he's he's my friend. I, I like that a lot. Uh, what do you think, Heather? Oh, man, I am such a fan of the song Dire Dire Docks from mm. Super Mario 64 that I have a playlist built around things that sound like that level. So I am going to say... The water levels of Mario 64 are some of the chillest experiences you can have. And if you're yeah. you're stuck in this pandemic and you need like to just zone out, just throw on dire dire docks and 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 go to sleep. <laughs> how about how about for a chill vibe? How about all of Mario Sunshine? Just that wow. the hub world is just a big big beachy sort Time's of up. a oh, fuck. <laughs> Matt, do you have a water level you like? Uh, I was gonna say I really like. Um, I haven't played it. Allowed in- to talk about it. Are we Am- are we allowed to hear this after after the seventy you, seconds are up? You know what, you're right, Heather. Uh, we should move on. Okay, okay, let's introduce our guest. She is a writer and comedian from Russian Doll, Big Mouth, and Man Seeking Woman. Welcome back to the show, Shirako Dunlap. Hi, Shirako. Hi, hi, <laughs> Shirako. Great to have you back. I I so when we had you on initially, we we met at the studio and. Uh, I practiced pronouncing your name a number of times and then I got pretty confident in it. And then I became it became something of a of a habit to say your name when I had the opportunity on the show. So I'm not sure if you're you're probably not aware of this, <laughs> but when you come up on the show, I've said Shirako Dunlap, uh, the, your full name a number of times. I would so say, it's, it's great to have you back. I would say that you've said it in 10 episodes. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, this- we referenced something we were referenced something that happened on your episode and I said like, "Oh yeah, we talked about that with Shiraco Dunlap." <laughs> does every time you say it, does somebody say, "Wow, that was pronounced terrifically?" <laughs> I mean, hopefully. <laughs> I like but, you guys, I cannot stop smiling just seeing this many people in one I know, place. right? Like it's I pretty great. I feel endorphins coursing through my body <laughs> because I'm so alone. <laughs> yeah it's a it's a trip to to basically be on a party line in, in our current era uh but i i did on the you know what that actually do you guys ever play like social games do you ever play any of these things like quiplash or any of these ones where it's just like all about interacting with people i have yes. played them in real life and we have i'm supposed to have a games night of quiplash soon in this a lot of, of people are playing that i played world. it a little bit it's it's fun yeah. I've been doing a lot of, of a lot of Zoom based board gaming. So we'll use this interface and we'll screen share because right now all of us are looking at each other through Zoom. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. And we'll screen share the Quiplash board and then everybody in their remote locations can use their cell phones to play simultaneously. Do you need a, a membership 
Yeah, well, I I bought the game on Steam, but it's a one-time pay for for this is a free service for 40 minutes. And if you want to play for longer than 40 minutes, then somebody else can host. But it's a free service for 40 minutes. You buy the game once. It's like 14 bucks to get like six different games in jackbox.tv. And then you can play board games with your friends. I feel like we're auditioning for a commercial. Well, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. But thanks. That sounds great. Yeah, it is. Uh, Jackbox.tv. If you want to play a game, (laughs) play that way. (laughs) Are you alone? We all are. Uh, Shirako, how have you been holding up? How long have you been? Because you, you were in New York and you came back to Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you guys know this, but Heather sent me a text on like Thursday, last Thursday, saying, come back to L.A. New York is going to look real dark next week. And I, it was the it was the second to last text. I got one more from my manager saying, come home. And then I was like, I guess I'm flying home tomorrow. Wow. Yes. It was pretty. No, it was good. I was really I feel really grateful you said that because I was still it was just the beginning phases. Like everyone was like, this is weird. What's happening? Uh, And I was just really happy to be home. As soon as I stepped off the plane, I was so relieved because there are just so many people in New York everywhere you went. Like there was just everything you looked at had been touched. There were people one foot from you everywhere you go. Yeah. And I got back to L.A. and I was like, Oh, you're all so far. And I just felt like immediately I just came into my house and uh, I downloaded Luigi's Mansion. Mm, Wow. That's that's what I've been doing. And I've been like making bread and and cooking bad chicken. I can't really (laughs) do anything else. Like I just play video games and make bad food. (laughs) Can you confirm that even... uh, with a uh, six-foot social distancing barrier, New Yorkers were still shouting, I'm walking here. Well, it was nice because actually they could say, I'm walking here in like a quiet tone and you could that hear I them. <laughs> uh, I've, you know, I've never spent any time in New York, really. I've never lived there, but I have heard that you get the slice of pizza and you fold it in half. That's the thing you're supposed to do. Uh, in New York? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> You got to try the pizza when you're in New York. <laughs> I'm glad that's confirmed. Well, have you guys ever discussed the differences between New York and L.A.? Are there any? We haven't really gotten into it. I feel like that could that could be like a bonus episode. Yeah. We could kind of get into that. It just I guess like, I've never thought about it. Yeah, I don't think I've ever really thought about it either, but it just seems like in the moment that could be a really interesting sort of, I mean, I, they're so different, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, like, and a lot of people have spent time both places, so people have people have noticed firsthand the the differences. Can I say, yeah. New York City is a character. <laughs> New York City kind of is a character. Yeah, yeah, kind of is a character. Yeah, yeah. Are, are you guys being ironic? Yeah, I, don't know what the- <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I think so, Heather. <laughs> Having a little we, fun. We, we, we all just watched. We all just watched Heather's brain liquefy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to ask about because uh, you know you you uh, we talked. You, you said Luigi's Mansion, and I know you are a Switch gamer. Is that what you you're playing? And is that is uh, like what have you played since uh, our your last appearance when we uh, when we covered that roast game? Um, was I playing Sword and Sorcery yet? I don't know if uh, that came up. No, I think we that came up on the show. Maybe did it? I I 
I don't remember, but I remember you you gave it to me, and I really, really loved that. I uh, I haven't gotten Animal Crossing yet because. I have a friend who texted. Uh, a friend texted to say we can't get that game because we're not babies, and it really stuck oh. with me. <laughs> oh, that's fucked up. I don't like that. No, I Fuck know. Up. I know. Everybody loves it, and I'm sure that I would. But ever since he said that, there's been a quiet part of me like, yeah, I'm not a baby, <laughs> which I I know I am a baby and would love it. I'm playing Luigi's Mansion, yeah. um, but I have not gotten it yet. You, you should. I'm I'm shaken up by this. Yeah. And I and you should know that on the show, I am the least uh likely to defend Animal Crossing. Like mm. I'll, I'll be the one who's like, yeah, maybe not. But you you gotta get it, dude. You gotta mm. get Animal Crossing. It's gonna mm. it's I, gonna change yeah. your life. You'll be it. You you puts you in a real positive mindset. Have you played the previous entries in the series? No, I've played Stardew Valley, which is a similar game, I'm told. Yes. Did yeah. you like Stardew Valley? I did, but I like it better when I'm playing with my sister remotely and she does all the farming and I just get to fish. <laughs> oh, interesting. Hmm. Well, I because I love Stardew Valley and I do I do like the fishing a lot. But Animal Crossing, it's similar. It's I would say Animal Crossing is maybe clearly a Stardew Valley came later and has elements that are derivative of the Animal Crossing franchise. But the new Animal Crossing is kind of like a Stardew Valley light. And it's it's just the aesthetic is just so fucking adorable. Yeah, Everyone's and it so seems fucking like cute. It's the right time for it. It just seems yeah, like, I mean, that's what's nice about Luigi's Mansion. It's so simple and I can it's like something I can focus on for long enough to forget. Right. Yep. I, I you, have played. Speaking of forgetting, I did play Plague Inc. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, which I find like my friend in New York recommended it. She was like, well, this is relevant. And I was like, okay. And then I played it and it was just so I, it really helped me understand what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) The, um, the developer of Plague Inc, I believe just donated a huge amount of money to, uh, the coronavirus relief effort. I thought you were just going to say to the coronavirus. And I was like, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, That's Um, amazing. That's really, really cool. It's such a, it's, it actually, like, I was, I was joking when I said it made me understand everything, but there are interesting elements of it that do make you sort of understand things. Like, I don't know, there's a part in the game where if you make the virus too visible and people are really aware of what's going on and everyone gets scared of it, like the symptoms are too scary then the humans will find a cure faster. And I was like, well, everyone knows about Corona, so we're going to find a cure faster. Like, Mm. there's no way it'll wipe us out because the game told me that. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And and also, like, one of the things about the symptom, like, you need, in order to win Plague Inc., you need to infect everybody. So one of the ways that this virus works really good as a gameplay mechanic, I can't believe I'm saying this, uh, is that you don't show symptoms for like two weeks or three weeks or whatever, so you can pass it to a bunch of people. Um, yeah. That that being said, I hope coronavirus is not winning right now. I don't want it to win. Mm. I don't think yes. it... I mean, having played the game, I just feel like it's... I mean, the great things are that it's not mutating. That's one of yep. the articles that came out. And yep. that, and I don't know. I Have you guys seen the article uh, about the one tracking people's phones and seeing who's staying in and not who's not. Yes. Cause it seems like California's doing pretty well. I'm yeah. So California's yeah. on top of it, man. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, none of us have left, so that's good. It's yeah. been, yeah. So I feel like, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's real. It's 
really crazy. I have a friend who's a doctor in New York, and he's just like, yep, everybody coming in now is Corona. Yeah. Jesus. It's so crazy. And it's happened so fast that I don't know that our emotions have caught up with the intellectual understanding of what's going on. Yeah, which is that it'll all be over by Easter. Yes. Uh, yes. That's, yeah, that's course. what we're all hoping for. Yes. <laughs> I'm going back to work next week. <laughs> Are you the Easter bunny? <laughs> uh, yeah, I got to go visit some malls. <laughs> um, well, uh, yeah, it, it it's weird to be living in in history. I know we always live in history, but it's weird to be living in history, like in a moment where you're you know that like a section of the books that our kids study is going to be like the year of coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And that's that's such it's like both in economics in yeah. in every part of everything. This is like a, a a totally unique case study of how modern world is dependent on whatever like all the chains of labor and everything. Yeah, um, I felt I felt um this weird sort of I was like, "Oh, this is monumental." In, in the way that my mom lived through Kennedy getting shot, you know? I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is another one of those. And this is, you think about people who've lived like 80, 90 years. Yeah. And like, I always think, oh, I'm getting so old. Like everything's changing. It's like, I have so many more like world catastrophes to experience <laughs> oh, and God. failures of humanity <laughs> to get through before I can really say I'm old. <laughs> I, I think that, that we... Uh, that we are like so currently you know we have a diversion that we could discuss but we are still talking about the the current world that we live in speaks to both the gravity of the current situation just how like omnipresent it is how inescapable it is but also how much this game sucks that it's just like (laughs) i'm not i don't want to talk about this game i'd rather talk about the plague that's ravaging most of the world than talk about this fucking shitty fish game that is just is just nonsense maybe maybe a message from the developer will help contextualize ace of seafood because i have one here and i'd like to read it to you guys yes message from the developer uh ace of seafood by the way uh was uh created by newsoft and published by playism in 2016 for steam and switch and android and everything Um, the message from the developer goes as such. Hmm, what kind of game should I make? I'd love to float endlessly through a vast, rich world. I want to freely speed around in all directions in beautiful formations. I also want to dig holes and explore the depths of the ocean floor. I want to be able to take on monsters several times my size, and I want to shoot laser beams from my mouth, and so on. (laughs) <laughs> so many dreams. And to think that playing as seafood would be the way to fulfill them. <laughs> what? Th- this is maybe the thing. I mean, this, this guy is this guy is a real is kooky. Uh, he's he's bananas. Uh, I will say that this is this is one of the things that I don't quite understand here. And I don't know if it's if it's translation or what. Why is the game? Why is is everything called instead of like sea life or sea creature <laughs> or fish? Why is it called seafood? Because this is an apocalyptic future, a post-apocalyptic future where there are no humans, right? 
Is that, I, my understanding is there's no human life? Is that the, the story of the game world? Hum, humans have been reincarnated as fish. Wait, really? You, yeah, that's that's what's that's happening. Pro- <laughs> I thought they had. I had thought they had died out, and human and fish had evolved. Or do we call them seafood? Seafood had evolved. Se- seafood had evolved. Yeah. <laughs> seafood. <laughs> seafood has human souls. <laughs> <laughs> and can fire lasers out of their out of their mouths. Wait, and they also can like charge superpowers. They can um they they wait <laughs> they can use plasma thrust, which uh described in the game gets the acceleration by injected plasma seawater. <laughs> I mean, there's so much to do in Ace of Seafood. So since we're talking about names, can we talk about is Ace of Seafood a play on Ace of Base? Which is a band? <laughs> or is the band name also a play on some kind of seafood, like bass, like bass? Ace I of, think it's well, like bass. Oh, go ahead, Nick. What do you think? Because I know what it is, I think. Okay, so Ace of Bass uh, begot <laughs> Ace of Cakes, which was the cake competition show that was a, that was clearly a pun on that. Like the band? The I band. assume. Yeah, I think Ace of Cakes is a pun on Ace of Bass. And so, or I guess it could also be Ace of Spades. Ace of Spades maybe led to Ace of Base. Ace of Base led to Ace of Cakes. And I think Ace of Cakes, by being food related, <laughs> led to Ace of Seafood. That's my assumption in, in, in the chain I think, of. Uh, I think the first problem is I need to understand what Ace of Base means. Like, I don't even get that. They're the Ace of Base. Like, Base sound. They're the Ace of it. Like, okay. like an aerial Ace. You know, like when sure. you fly, you're okay. an aerial ace. Okay. But I, ace I thought it was, base. I thought base was spelled B-A-S-E. Yeah, I did too, because ba- bass, bass, no, that's oh, fish. Oh, I thought it was, yeah. a, it's bass? No, Wait, it's not what? like bass like a bass guitar, it's bass like home bass. Oh, then I don't know what ace of bass means. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't quite understand. Yeah, it's confusing. Yeah, so to get to ace of seafood is going to take a lot of research. <laughs> It's certainly not a pun on anything, though, because Ace of Cakes, Ace of Base, these at least sound like Ace of Spades, which is a thing that's known. And that's, you know, obviously Lemmy from Motorhead was saying Ace of Spades all the time. That was stuck in everyone's head. But I, what is what is Ace of Seafood's actual origin? Heather, Me? you said you knew. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. I think I, that was going to be my pitch, Nick, was what you said. I thought it was Ace of Base, Ace of Cakes, Ace of Seafood. You really thought the same thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's I think it's Ace of Base, Ace of Bass, Ace of Seafood. <laughs> like, there should be an Ace of Bass. Like maybe this they, is Ace of Bass. They could have called this Ace of Bass, and it Ace of been... Bass would have worked so much better. <laughs> Although it's it's one of those things where there's so much TV that no that we don't know about that is so popular that there could be like Ace of Bass on the Travel Channel, and it's like the ninth highest rated show on on cable. <laughs> And it's been running for 11 seasons. Like, I don't fucking know. I don't know what people are watching. And everyone's like, the bass guy. <laughs> uh, well, to describe what this game is for the the, the listeners at home, uh, Ace of Seafood is a game uh, where in the distant future, humans have disappeared. So fish and crustaceans fight great wars, shooting deadly rays of light at each other. In your current... New, this this part's from the from the game description. In your current newly awakened state, you are no more than a piece of seafood, but you have also been blessed with a talent for leading your allies in battle. <laughs> Ransack the reefs, discover an underwater world, raise an army, multiply your victories, do whatever it takes to become 
the ace of seafood. This is a three-dimensional, uh, almost like a like an aerial game that takes place underwater where you use flight controls to pilot one of five initial fish characters and crustacean characters to dominate the ocean floor and win territory and then breed uh, other fish that you sort of conquer. And you're... <laughs> Your initial five uh, choices for uh, which which fish you might want to be. Um, it, it, on, a, on a character selection screen that says, tell us your background. <laughs> Very you confusing. To, you get to choose from shrimp, described as they are delicious. However, they jump so fast that ordinary fish can't catch them. Uh, after shrimp, you have mackerel. Mackerel is one of the most nutritional fish we can eat. It bewilders its enemies with quick movements and attacks. Sardine. Sardines are weak, but great in number. Have faith in your allies. Salmon. A tough fish that'll take on any opponent. Spiny lobster. Its fate is to crawl across ground. However, its shell is very hard. Those are your, those are your options for who you can be when you start the game. It's a very strange character select screen, and but I will say when I read the description of Spiny Lobster, its fate is to crawl across ground. However, its shell is very hard. I immediately was like, that's Weiger's fish. I'm going with Spiny <laughs> Lobster. I'll crawl across ground with a hard shell that no one can penetrate. Sure, that's me, all right. When it said, tell me your background, and it said sardines are weak, I was like, well, I guess, uh, <laughs> I, guess I have to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the, the, yeah, and all the, the in-game music in this, in this game, including this menu screen, it's all just so, like, it feels like it would be playing in the lobby of, like, a Hyatt Regency. It's it all felt, just, like... It felt like a Zumba class. It really is, yeah. <laughs> like, every, it's such generic... every, like, three minutes, there's, like, a, a, a surge that makes you think, like, oh, time to do the step touch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do we have a sample of that music? Because I loved it. I, I love do. this this fucking crazy shitty music. It's great. It truly sucks. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't want to be the ace of seafood when this is the title screen? This is, oh, okay. I was like, this is cooler than I feel like what was under the sea. I mean, this jams. This sounds like Cindy Lauper. That's the, that's the Zumba surge. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love this music. I loved all the music in this game a lot. It stressed uh, me out because I would leave it playing a little bit while I was, you know, trying to not play the game. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and it would just keep playing and I would find my anxiety higher. And I was like, what is happening? And I was realizing this like heartbeat fast music was playing in the background, adding to my stress. The title theme is, yeah, it's a little it, it's a little grander than a lot of the other music that's present in the game, which I think is maybe a little bit dreamier and mellower. And and, and you know what? It's like the, a lot of how we associate this kind of new agey sort of stuff with underwater levels and games uh i think the i i will say that 
The menu screens, this is not a game that's particularly aesthetically pleasing to look at visually, but the menu screens in particular, uh, one of them, I, I swear I counted four different fonts. And, <laughs> and serifs, non-serifs living together, not in harmony. It's it's a It was a real jumbled mess. I feel like it's got a really a, a charming aesthetic. I feel like that, like, like there's a very aggressive HUD or, or heads up display. Like there's a very aggressive, like tactical display yeah. that overlays a, 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 like aquarium simulator look. Like the fish are extremely realistic looking. <laughs> really weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I was charmed by it the entire time. And also I think the gameplay is medium deep. Like I thought I was surprised. It was a very, it was like a hard game for me. I'm not, I, first off, fighting is scary to me. I'll say it. I've said it before and I'll say it again. <laughs> <laughs> fighting in a game is frightening. Um, and like every time I tried to lock onto a fish, I was just shooting lasers into the air. Sometimes I'd be in the air above the water and I was like, How, yes. what is happening? Could I possibly shoot humans? Oh, wait, they're all dead. <laughs> or wait, I am one reincarnated. I don't know. But I felt um, it, it was I was really like there is a part of me, unlike the last game we talked about, which was just the worst game I've ever played in my life. I felt like there is an originality and there was like, you can feel that the creator of this game was like, fish should shoot lasers and that is fun. <laughs> right. And I got that. Like, I, I like, I think that that is fun. I don't, I didn't like that as a sardine, the first fish I, I killed, I was like, oh, I can play this game. And the second thing was a barracuda. And it was like, you should run away. And then I couldn't. And then I didn't. And then I was like immediately killed like four times and the barracuda are so big. It was just a lot to take in. Yeah, um, they throw they throw all the mechanics at you right away. Yeah, and there is everything there on is your controller no, does something. Yeah, there is no ramp up to your you're learning a little bit in the first level. It's like immediately you're just overwhelmed with every possibility and being thrown into extremely tough encounters. I the first time I died in this game was during the tutorial. <laughs> Because they just had a fucking really hard fish, and I was—I still hadn't figured out how to play the game yet. It's—it's uh, so it's a—it's a—it's confounding. So, what—what <laughs> what is the gameplay? So the gameplay is you—you—you uh, you fire you—you you have your your set of weapons, your face buttons, or your weapons you, like a, a homing laser, a straight laser, uh, a charging attack, um, and you want to go from. Uh, unexplored region to unexplored region or in this game called reefs and uh, sort of capture the flag, take over the reefs by uh, beating the enemies fish at first fish at each of these reefs. You collect their DNA and then you can breed sidekick fish and, uh, and additional character fish uh, to uh, to help you on your journey so that you are eventually like in control of a, a small school of fish. Uh, but then also you you do encounter uh, uh, beyond the fish, you also encounter uh, submarines and battleships and spaceships. I did not the, get that far. So under the water. I was going to say, you've gotten much further. <laughs> uh, I can give you guys the list of all of the unlockable fish Please. that are available in this game. We have uh, sardines, sorry, salmon, I'm sorry, salmon, lionfish, <laughs> barracuda, 
Kibera snapper, pufferfish, clown triggerfish. You've got bluefin tuna, electric catfish, stingray, great white shark, fang tooth, leopard seal, vampire squid, giant squid, red frog crab, hermit crab, spiny lobster, snow crab, squilla, king crab, and then you have a kangaroo class battleship, submarine type Otsu 1, Fletcher clash battleship, Wyoming class battleship, Bismarck class ra- battleship. <laughs> There's like five different <laughs> kinds of battleships that you can then enlist. The battleships are tiny. They're smaller than you. And you can fight them. You can fight them and then you can draft them. Do people, so are there the, tiny creatures running these little ships? I don't. Yeah, I don't what's going know. on? I, I Heather. Mean, we can assume <laughs> that the fish are either very big or the, the ships are camouflaged fish, maybe. I, I started know. to I started to assume that be, because if you hop outside of the water and you can get, you can kind of see the uh, the skybox and then um uh you know the the horizon some of the land. I I inferred from that that these are giant fish. Yeah. I like I didn't think they were normal sized fish. I think that the humans have transformed into some sort of giant. Uh, uh, I guess. Ace of sea, I guess that's what Ace of Seafood is. These are just these are gigantic uh, behemoths but under the under food. the deep. Still, but still somebody's food. Still food. So you think that the ships are the size that our ships are, and the fish are just very big? Well, learning about the existence of ships now and learning that they are <laughs> tiny, then yeah, that makes me think that they are that they these are gigantic fish and that they are regular. Uh, maybe the surviving humans who have not been turned into fish, or maybe some other yeah uh, uh, species. Can you imagine has... if we were the last humans living on a battleship <laughs> under the sea with giant <laughs> seafood that shot us with lasers or enlisted us enlisted us to fight its battles for it? <laughs> I'd be so pissed off if I was like a fucking you know ensign on a submarine. And then we just got fucking lasered to death by a pack of sardines. I just be like, what? This is fucking, fuck this. Like we made yeah. it through the apocalypse. This, yeah. <laughs> is this how I fucking die? This sucks. Uh, I had another funny moment in this game where I was like trying to attack something and then Squillax 6, I think is one of the names of something. And I thought for, a, it was like a fish, I guess. And maybe there were six of them. But for a moment, I thought I was in like a game where lots of people could play. Like, just from the world. And I was like, yes. oh, no, a 12-year-old named Squillax 6 is killing me. <laughs> like, the one time I played that game where everybody kills each other, you know what I'm talking about. I believe there is online play, but I think you have to unlock it post-game. So I think that... Oh, uh, okay. I, I don't know. It definitely into something. It was definitely not that. Just for a oh. moment, I felt like very again very old trying to play and thinking oh no a teen and i was like ah just a computer <laughs> yeah it's it's confusing and it, it also so it's hard to tell i, I mean are all the because the, there's there all are all the enemies neutral until you attack them because i think if you're approaching a reef it's not like something um, will turn to attack you. I think you have to engage it first. Am I wrong? Or at least that was my experience. I So I will admit that as much as I enjoyed this game, it was never obvious what was going on. It was a <laughs> <laughs>
it was it's a little bit like your first exposure to a piñata was being underneath the piñata and the candy is falling on you. You're like, "Okay, I have some concept of this being a game, but so much is happening simultaneously that I don't know what the game is." Does that make sense? Yes. Uh maybe. I don't maybe a piñata metaphor is it's it's like looking at very large pieces of confetti. The screen is really overwhelming. But my my feeling was that it was like a um an MMO style aggro system where like the barracuda would attack you, but like you could go like I attacked a hermit crab and then it was like all its buddies came to attack, but it wouldn't engage until after I had fired a laser at it. Yeah, a lot of them it seems like they were just kind of neutral. So I guess I, I guess yeah, MMO is a good way, good good point of comparison. They're like uh you know, like the beasts that are in the wild that aren't aggressive unless you go after them first. I, I will say about the combat, a thing that that really took me aback is how bloody it is. Yeah, it is so violent. Yes. You just think it's going to be this cartoonish game. OK, uh, my a spiny lobster is shooting a laser beam. This is a lo- this is a laugh. It's, it's fucking just gore. Just, there's so much just like just lacerations on the player character. I don't know if I've ever seen a. a Ended a game and like death, like it had a death that was just like my entire body is just like wounds in a game. It's so gruesome. It was so graphic the first time my fish died because I played as salmon. Uh, and he like at first it gets all <laughs> like bashed up and there's like trailing blood in the water. And then at some point during the battle, it just turns on its side and floats up to the surface. <laughs> of the <water>. Right. <laughs> and it's so like, holy shit. This is a game where nobody said no to the developer. The developer no. was just like, I'm going to make this game and you can't stop me. And I want it to be bloody. It feels very much like you're experiencing the specific taste and interest of an individual person. Yeah, which I liked about it, but what the taste is, is strange. (laughs) When I was was, like bleeding from my bullet wounds, my laser bullet wounds, I don't know, as a sardine, I also played as a salmon once. Um, I, again, I don't like to engage, so I would just fly out of the water running and shooting lasers. Like, I just run from things. I don't like to fight, so you just run through, you'd, you'd flop out of the water with your blood everywhere. And I really felt like <laughs> this fish is fucked. <laughs> like this is, it felt very stressful. And I was like, I don't know what to do for you. Cause like, I don't know, were there hospitals, Heather? Do they heal? No, I, as far as I know, there were no hospitals to heal the fish. There what you could eat. I think you could eat other fish. No, when you fought fish, oh. there would be like, Floating bonuses that would like be magnetically attracted to you and they would heal yes, you. Yes, I did figure that out. You could laser shoot barnacles mm-hmm. and little food would pop up. Yep, yep. You had to shoot them a lot with your lasers. Like I get that barnacles are strong, but it just seems like a lot of laser shots to free up a barnacle was, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It felt like the control is so weird and and bad that it felt like riding a bicycle <laughs> underwater. Like it was like almost rudderless. You kind of could control it, but you couldn't really control it. I 
I laughed a lot playing this game. <laughs> there are times in water levels, there are times in games where it's just like, okay, I get why mo- movement is a little clumsy because swimming as a human being underwater is not something where you have necessarily precise control. But you would think if you are a fish, <laughs> swimming should come naturally to you. It shouldn't be a challenge to get where you want to go in 3D space underwater, right? Mm -hmm, Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe these ones, maybe fish are just making mistakes all the time because it's hard. But I, I, to me, I was just, I felt like this control should have been, it should have been tighter. I was also extremely disoriented by kind of the lack of up and down. Like there was no, like I would get so confused which way anything was. Uh, like I'd be like, okay, there's my next reef. I'm going to my next reef. Now I'm in a battle, but the battle is spinning me around so much that I am no longer aware of where the reef is, where my enemy is. Even if I was locked on, it's a crazy game. It's like getting stuck in an avalanche. Like you have to spit to know which way is down, (laughs) but you can't do that in the ocean. Is, wait, uh, you spit to find out what? In an avalanche, like if you're stuck under snow and you can't tell which way is which, you're supposed to spit. But I feel like you'd be so cold by that point. That might be like an urban legend. Please don't use that advice if you get stuck under an avalanche. <laughs> so you like scoop out a space around your head and then you spit and whichever way the spit goes? How? I, guess, how do- I, I just said it and then I immediately backtracked. I couldn't <laughs> possibly explain this being correct or scientifically accurate. And I do not want anyone in an avalanche to be like, but Jiraco said. It's going to be it. the only thing I remember in an avalanche. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going to say the other thing about this game, like you saying you're disoriented, the little, you hit like the left button or push it down to get a laser, another beam that takes you to where your reef is. Uh-huh. And like the the beam would go up and down and up and down like a roller coaster. Like it wasn't just yeah. a straight line. I was like, this it's is so shot. insane. Yeah, it would provide you with like a three dimensional map of how to return to your reef. But the path that it would chart is like somebody shot silly string in a pudding. Like it would just be like, <laughs> like a goofy little worm in the water. This um, actually reminds me of Echo the Dolphin now that we're talking yeah. about it. Because of the echo yeah. location, which I thought was so cool. Yeah. Except echo is much better than yeah. this game. That's a good game well, you would want to play. Well, I don't know. Is, did he shoot lasers? <laughs> and was yeah. it called sea, Echo the Seafood? <laughs> was blood pouring out of his body when he took damage? <laughs> When he took gunshots from his rifles. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. I I, I do want to touch on the kind of the Dynasty Warriors element of this game, which is that you're the school of of subordinates you have who are who I never figured out exactly how to manipulate and how to order them. You have you can send them into different formations. You can I guess you can make them attack other fish or get into defensive postures. I never could see a tangible difference between different choosing the different formations. But then also you kind of. Uh, you know, like a, like a tactical game style, you you choose your squad before you go into when you're in a reef, which I guess I, I guess the reef is each reef is a different hub. So I guess when you're within a reef before you go back into the ocean, you can change your squad, your school. And and they all have names like salmon number one, sardine number three, 
So they, they're they're all just the same, right? Is there any difference between individual squad members, or is every every element of the same species on the same level? Wait, so no, there are there are each fish has its own stats. Yes. Okay. So sardine number two has different stats than sardine number three. Um. I yes. So salmon number one has a set of stats and an HP and range and different weapons available to him than, uh, than say, Salmon number two would have, I think. Oh, I see. So if you go into details, yes, it will say that it says their max HP. I'm seeing this now. So Salmon number two actually has a lower max HP than Salmon number one uh, in my version. And what, what does it mean when you put one of your fish in the freezer? <laughs> because I, I did not... I I put I I hit freezer and it said sardine number four is frozen and I was like, okay, I'm sure. I never even saw that option. I somehow missed that entire sub menu of freezer. Like I, I guess maybe it's where they heal up or something. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I I never saw the freezer. Um, I saw like is that like the word that was in a little box? To the right of the fish, because sometimes it just said mine. Maybe just said free, but there's, it also could have said freezer. <laughs> I'm not sure, but I know that wow. I looked at the stats page maybe once, and it really stressed me out. It was not a user friendly game. Oh no, no, it's not. No, the yeah, the UI is terrible. Uh, I will say that I did though. I did just see in the details you can rename your fish. And in honor of this game's biggest fan, I just renamed uh, uh, Salmon Number One Heather. Thank you. So there you go. Thank you. Yeah, I don't. I don't quite. Know, I do, I don't understand what any of these submenus are doing. I don't understand really what the overall objective of this game is, <laughs> or how to reef. progress. Conquer you just conquer. It is. Just, uh, you're, right? just, you're just. You conquer conquering the ocean? and holding. Yeah. Like, you do you eventually want to be the biggest fish? The ace, ace. of the. Seafood? Of seafood. There it is. Ace of seafood. <laughs> Heather coached me to get to the end of that sentence, which I was going to let go. <laughs> I, well, okay, look. I've got a helicopter, so should I wait or should I just talk through the helicopter? What would Pretty a good. laser fish do? <laughs> I mean, I feel like now we have to keep the helicopter because that was a good, that was a good little, and look. <laughs> this game is not good it's not a good game it's it's very i mean it's it's well made in parts but mostly it's poorly made but it felt so passionate it just feels so like i i can't imagine the person who made this game not smiling while they demo it i feel so like i don't know what it is but you i'm not like i don't tweet but i read a lot of twitter and like you know when someone will write something and it's not a very good joke but there's something in it where you like i know they loved writing that and therefore i love reading it yeah mm. that is how this game felt like it's like that's somebody a, that's how i get all my faves <laughs> i've always <laughs> thought that about you <laughs> um but i i like really like i don't know i I don't know if it's true. Maybe the person who made it is like, no, absolutely false. I just, I hated every minute of it. (laughs) But like, it felt like they were like, I think this would be really fun. And also, I still think like fun idea. Fish that shoots lasers. I'm like very in. 
Yeah. Fun idea. I I don't I don't love the execution. I just still mm-hmm. don't even know what's going on. I one of my notes, literally yeah. one of my I have my bullet point notes that I was taking while I was playing the game. And one of them is just verbatim. I do not know what is happening. <laughs> uh, but I guess we should. It's time we should get to our final thoughts, Heather. It's yeah. uh, it's time for the review crew. It's so time we'll- for the review crew. <laughs> review crew. Review crew. So we'll each say something positive about uh-huh. Ace of Seafood. And then give the game a numerical decimal rating. Heather, do you want to start us off? Yes, I do. And I'm going to go right for the music, which I uh, wrote you, Apodaca, ahead of time. And I was like, you got to pull music. I would love to uh, hear another track from uh, from this game if you could play it for us. Um, maybe, I think, just like the regular battle mode. Sure, here we go. Or ocean theme, maybe? Ocean theme? Let's try that one. Turn up that volume. Yeah, this is the track. I love this track. It sounds like an animal that can't really, like, come up with a, a thought. I'm really happy that you played another song because when I said Zumba and then he played a very meditative sweet song, I was like, well, everyone's going to think I don't know what Zumba sounds like. <laughs> like, you, this is, sounds like a fish on a mission. It, it sounds like I'm a fish. I, I got to do something. I yeah. know what I've got to do. I got to head to that reef. Like, it's not a very complicated song. I love the music. There is something that it reminds me of that I cannot figure out. And it's right when it swells. And it sounds exactly like something. And I'm going to text you guys individually in one year <laughs> to tell you what I think it is. It's it's like a royalty free techno track from a direct to video Matrix ripoff. Oh, you like know what it's it, just it might be like Chemical Brothers, like uh, Star mm-hmm. Guitar. One of the Michelle Gondry directed videos. There's a part in it that it's reminding me of, and I think that is actually it. Wow. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but yeah, yeah no, I, no. You guys definitely won't know what I'm talking about, but it reminds me of the. The cue music, the music you hear while waiting in line for Riddler's Revenge at Six Flags Magic Mountain, <laughs> which is the most just generic sounding techno track. I don't even know why it's techno. I guess it was just popular when the ride was built. Well, you don't know why it's techno, and that's the riddle of the ride. Mm, got it. So anyway, this game's not great, but it, it, as I've said, it feels like somebody really enjoyed doing it. So uh, I'm going to give it a 3.5. Nick? So I did not like the game. Uh, I thought it was just obtuse and difficult and uh, I and I just didn't even understand what I was supposed to be doing, which to me that's one of the the, the, the big things in a game. Like I just need to know what my objectives are uh, and I this didn't feel like one where the point of it was discovery. The point of it was to like solve this mystery and figure out what your objectives are supposed to be. It just felt like this was just the the design was not clear. However, I do like in the menu that the uh, the verbiage for start game is commence operations. <laughs> I've never seen that before, and that delighted me. Uh, I'm gonna give this a two point zero. Mm. Uh, what what do you think, Shirako? And it's out of five, right? That's out of out of ten. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's 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 Matt's turn, and then we'll then we'll go to Shiraco. Sorry. What do you what, what do you th- what do you think, Matt? Uh, well, okay. So 
we we talked about this recently. My take: space is better than old. Yes, but I have. There's a third tier to this that we have not discussed. <laughs> ocean beats everything. The ocean is so cool to me. I wow. love. I love the setting. I love the uh, like. I love the ocean as a setting. I think it is very uh, mysterious and scary, and I love it so much. Because uh, not very. They're not showing you ocean that much. You're not no. getting a lot of ocean. You get like a, a a level as we talked about at the top of the show, but a whole ocean, you love to see it. And <laughs> I I just I, I always thrilled to be uh, uh, presented the ocean in any form. Uh, so on that level, I loved the, that's my favorite part about this game is that we were in the ocean the whole time. Uh, the rest of it is very bad. Uh, it was very hard to control the fish. But I, I had a hard time. I had a very hard time controlling. It's it was that was one of the more frustrating experiences I think of my life. <laughs> was just very upset the whole time. Uh, but I love the ocean, so I'm gonna give this a four. Solid score. Yeah, because I uh, like the lasers too. How about you, Shirako Dunlap? How did you find this game a positive? And a score, please. And we said out of 10, right? Just like I did, I said five earlier, but it's 10. Yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. I was like, yeah. wow, 3.5 well, Heather but, is like, you know. I was, I thought you like loved it. No, <laughs> I was no, like, no. it's pretty good. Um, I liked, what did I like about this game? I liked a few things. I liked that. I guess we just assume the fish are telepathic and no one talks about it because they know how to attack. <laughs> uh, I like on the main screen that, when they're, like there's still music playing to a beat and the little prawn has his front little legs and his back legs going to different beats. Um, I like that. <laughs> uh, and I liked uh, that a fish could shoot lasers and that somebody had fun making it. And I would say that it was just a lot of work and not as much fun as a game <laughs> maybe should be. Um, <laughs> But I really did like the idea and I like, I don't know, I think somebody had fun making all the fish and the designs and like, I, I really respect that and that they tried to make something fun. So I would say a three. Three, not, not bad. I, not almost, bad I almost said a zero just to make a joke, but then I was like, no, <laughs> the creators. <laughs> well, those are our thoughts, Nick, but, um, you know, maybe we're wrong. Maybe we're wrong. These are some uh, reviews we've pulled off the internet uh, that might run a little contrary to uh, to our thoughts. Yes. And uh, my first one, you want to go first? Or you want to? You want me to go first? Uh, I mean, I could go first. I've got a, I've got one from Kill Screen uh, by Will Parton is the author. Did you pull wait, this one as well? I did. I did. <laughs> uh, I, you you can go. Go for it. Uh, no, but you can. Re- so we both pulled the same review. Uh, and I texted ahead of time to tell everyone I really want to read the kill screen review. But oh, I n- didn't see that text. When did you text that? Hours ago. Hours and hours and hours ago. But you know what, Nick? I've got a different review that I'm going to read because I think you're going to be able to pronounce a word in the uh, kill screen, screen review that I honestly didn't know how to pronounce. Shiraco Dunlap. Shiraco Dunlap. <laughs> uh, so this is from... Uh, Wait, oh, I see this text. I'm sorry. It's okay. So here's the here's what happened. I, I when I see a bunch of texts that I missed, and this is me not texting well. 
when I see a bunch of texts that I miss, I don't go back. I just look at <laughs> Jesus. I just look at the most recent one. That's so I didn't insane. realize there was I didn't realize there was more uh beyond the question you'd asked me that I did respond to. But yes, you you directly texted me four hours ago. Also, I'm going to read a huge chunk from the kill screen review for our Maybe We're Wrong. After you sent that text, I picked that review. So that's my fault. That's I will take the I will take the L on that one. Do you want do you want to read that review? No, I don't. I want you to read it now. I don't have I don't have a huge chunk of it though. I just have a paragraph. Well, I, I'm sure it's gonna be part of the paragraph that I let me just read from Chrisers. Yes, you finish yours. I'm sorry. Chrisers <laughs> And I think we should include all of that. That was fun. I like life. Uh, That's what it's all about, right, folks? Life. That's why we do it. Chrisers posted in January of this year, January 3rd, Ace of Seafood is the absolute pinnacle of humanity. Our first upright steps, the first caveman to control fire. It was all leading up to this game. The game tells a compelling story where you, a small ocean creature, progress from humble beginnings to dominating the ocean by gathering a crew of seafood, such as, but not limited to, sardines, great white sharks, vampire squid, and even the Nazi battleship Bismarck. This game offers many things that may cater to your taste, but you can choose different fleet formations and carefully build your team. You have intense combat. You have an open world to explore. You have many unlockable creatures. You have grinding if you wish to strengthen your creatures and more. Go buy this game. It will change your life. (laughs) I was reading some of the Steam store reviews, and I started to get the sense that and I don't know if that this review that review was sincere or not, but I started to get the sense that like Panty Party and like Garfield Cart before that, it, like a number of our recent games, it's become something of a meme to be effusive in praise about this game. Um, but uh, but the, I, I and I don't know if that was the case with this one, but the Kill Screen review, which you you mentioned, Heather, and uh, and it is is not like a user review. This is like a professional critic review. Yes. And it seems sincere. Yes. They didn't give it a, a, an amazing score. It was a 60 out of 100, but still a good, still a, a positive score. But the conclusion is just wild to me. I'll read this verbatim. Ace of Seafood is not a game about what it's like to be a fish, but it does, in oddly literal ways, imagine what it would be like for a human to be a fish, albeit a marauding and cybernetic one. But perhaps that is exactly the point. As strange as it sounds, Ace of Seafood, down in its depths, is really about how we see ourselves as human after all. <laughs> I have a theory that these were yes. both written by fish. <laughs> well, I, I was going to pull a different paragraph from that art from that article. What? What what do you have? What's your paragraph? Um, uh, <clears throat> which is a uh, from 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 the middle. Um, what is it like to be anything other than yourself? Not like as in resemble, but like as in what it's like for another being to experience itself. It's hard enough to ask what it would be like to be a fellow human, but with animals, we sink into a speculative abyss where language largely fails us. How could we describe the experience of a non-human entity using one of humanity's defining tools? Simulation, though, can do something words can't. 
More than describing the experience of some other, simulation allows us to embody an interpretation of the experience of an other, however incomplete and imperfect that interpretation may be. Everything, environments, other animals in this game is instrumental in one way or another, organized and defined by the facts of your species. For Tokyo Jungle, which is a similar game, but not similar, what it's like to be a Pomeranian, hyena, or silka deer is to suffer the burden of being unable to think beyond utility. (laughs) I'm sure the author is a lovely person, uh, but I think they overthought this one. Maybe just gave it a little too much credit. Sometimes shit's just weird, you know? You can leave it at that. I will say I, I do have I do have one more review. This is a Steam a Steam Store review of the Ace of Seafood soundtrack. This nice. is the only review of the soundtrack. Uh, the review is recommended. The full text of the review is the word "very," and the <laughs> and the author of that review username Sonic's Toes. <laughs> well, oh. Maybe we were wrong, Nick. (laughs) Hey, it's time for a segment. I've got a list of aquatic life forms from video games. And our guest and Heather and Matt must name which video game franchise each is from. It's time for Wheel Wheel of Fish. All right. <laughs> so I'll name the I'll name the aquatic life form. You tell me which video game franchise. You don't have to say the specific game. If you want, if you want bonus points, you can say the specific game uh, that it's from. The first one is a gimme, and anyone can buzz in by saying their name. First one is a gimme. Prince Sidon. Shiraco. Go ahead, Shiraco. I feel like everyone let me get this one. It's <laughs> Breath of the Wild. Shiraco is correct. One point. Ahead of the leaderboard right now. Uh, next up, Mudkip. Uh, the, uh, me, Matt. Heather. Go on, Matt. You you buzzed in first. <laughs> it's uh, Pokemon. That's uh, right. But specifically, um, but I think Pokemon. Oh, Pokemon Ruby. Sapphire. I should have genre. I should have looked up which generation it was. I don't know off the top of my head. Hmm. You know what? We'll we'll lose the bonus points thing because I didn't I didn't do I didn't do enough <laughs> research. Uh, all right. Next up. Del Lago. Uh, no, who? No, I don't know anything about this fish. Del, Del Lago. <laughs> Not Del it's, Taco. Okay, guys. That's my other it podcast. Of the lake. <laughs> so it's a freshwater fish. <laughs> hmm. I Del got Lago. Uh, any, does, I does anyone want a hint? Yeah. Yes. We all want a hint. This, uh, this fish. <laughs> lives in the same universe as the master of in- unlocking. Oh, uh, Heather. Yes, he- Heather. Heather. <laughs> it feels weird to say your own name. It really does. We can say something else. No, I like this. It's weird. Nick's, Nick's favorite default buzzer sound is your own name. Uh, uh, Resident Evil. That's right. This is sort of there's a giant enemy mutant amphibian in Resident Evil Four. You've probably battled this this creature, Heather. You've just probably just perhaps forgotten its name. I, I right. f- forget the thing, the names of the things I kill. Jesus <laughs> Christ! What? Very grim. Very grim. 
That was like testimony. <laughs> <laughs> I want. I really want you guys to leave in the kind of quiet laughter that lasted for 30 seconds after she said that. <laughs> we were also unsettled. <laughs> it was so unsettling. Next up, Plessy. Um, uh, Heather. Yes, Heather. <laughs> Super Mario 3? It's... I'll give this to you. It's from the Super Mario Brothers franchise. First appeared in Super Mario 3D World, a pretty recent edition. This is the writable Loch Ness Monster. I knew knew what it was, but I thought he showed up in... Oh, it doesn't matter. Plessy. No, I think the I think there's an earlier. Ver- I think I mean you might be thinking like Big Bertha or something. The big fish in in Super Mario Brothers three, but I, uh, Super Mario Brothers three, but Super Mario three D World one is, it is like a different. Plessy versus Ferguson. Uh, I don't <laughs> think that is the origin of the name. I don't think that's the etymology. Yeah, uh, the Supreme Court case. I think it was. I think it's. I think it's like a portmanteau of of Nessie, the name of the Loch Ness monster, and something else. Um, all right, next up, uh, THUD. Huh. Hint, it's an acronym. THUD. This game's hard. I'm bad at this. And- You're not bad oh. at this. This, this. this may be difficult. Matt. Um, uh, is there an unlockable sea monster from a Tony Hawk video game? Is that right? Matt, you are correct. Wow. Holy shit. Is the unlockable sea, sea monster, a la the creature from wow. the Black Lagoon, yes. in Holy Tony Hawk shit. Underground. Is That's that right. a skateboarding game? Yes. It's a skateboarding game, yeah. And you could, it's it gets a little kooky. Oh, wow. uh, all right, Ask next me for one. any good actual real information, and I tell you, I, I have none. But I got that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, this one, I feel like uh, a few of you have a shot at. Pale Chub. Oh, Chiraco. Go ahead, Chiraco. <laughs> Heather's face was so disgusted. Uh, Stardew Valley. You know what? I believe there is a pale chub in Stardew Valley. I was thinking of Animal Crossing. Ah, but I'm going to give might, it to you. I don't, think, I don't think it's pale. I think it's just a... You know what? It might be a chud. It's all wrong. I'm looking it up right now. If it is in Stardew Valley, I'm going to give it to you. I think it's a chud. Mm. There is a chub. No, the chud is a chud is a cannibalistic humanoid underground dweller. Uh, that is something else enti- entirely. There is a chub. <laughs> oh, great. I don't think there's specifically a pale chub, so yes. I'm not going to give you that one. I, I Sorry, Shiraka. No, I get it. Um, and uh, all right, next up, Trident. Uh, yeah, Heather. Go ahead, Heather. Um, the Little Mermaid video game. That's Triton. Mm. Um, <laughs> I thought the same thing. But that's a good guess. Triton. This one was actually a, a, a game we covered on the show, Eternal oh, Champions. Oh, oh, have, oh. This is the green Atlantis warrior. His overkill is it pulls a, pulls you underwater and maul, you get mauled to death by carnivorous plants. Uh, shout out to past guests, William Keir, who worked on that game. Ooh. That's right. I uh, hope, hope you're doing well, William. Uh, one last one. Eighth one. Final final question. I think it is knotted up. Oh no! It it could be any. Shirako could make it a tie, or Matt or Heather could could take the lead outright and become the the winner. Freddie Fish. Freddie Fish. <laughs> the clue is Freddie Fish. As though we hadn't heard it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, here, could you here, say the clue one more time? 
Freddie Fish, here's a hint. <laughs> Don't overthink this one. Chiraco. Oh, go ahead, Chiraco. No, Matt. Uh, no, Chiraco. What is Freddie Fish? Yeah, you didn't have to put it in the form of a question, <laughs> but you are correct. He is from the franchise Freddy Fish, which is a point-and-click adventure game series for children for PC. So everyone ties. Everyone's a winner. How Yay. about that? Yay. We did it. That's what it's All right. Big. That was Wheel of Fish. It's time for the question block. All right. Here we go. This one's from at Erasithon on Twitter. Is there a fishing mechanic in a game you find particularly good? If so, what game and why do you like it? Uh, I'll jump in on this one, which mm-hmm. is uh, the Final Fantasy 15 virtual reality uh, m- game is called like Monsters of the Deep, and it is only fishing. And you are on the side of a, a lake and it's very calm and, and and pleasant. And then you fish up monsters and fight them. And it's uh, awesome. It's awesome. So I'm a big fan of the fishing in that. And also in Final Fantasy 15 uh, regular edition. I'm Specific? The, the VR, though, like adds another layer to it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you're like, you have to, if I recall correctly, you have to like, your reeling in of the fish is the game and it's like an interactive fight like to 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 hook and and catch and keep this fish it's gorgeous uh i really liked and and you know i only played world of warcraft through burning crusade and then i returned to it a little bit with wow classic with that's real with that's a re-release but i really did like fishing in world of warcraft i found that very fun um, but you mentioned you mentioned the fishing part of Stardew Valley, which I really like, Shiraco. But uh, what what made you what made that compelling for you? I it's actually uh, horrible at first. It's pretty impossible, as you know. It's like, yes. the fish jumps around. Like you have to get your cursor to the right place. But it's um, it just becomes the better you get at it, the more fun it gets. Like after a certain level, once you get a certain level of competency, it becomes very satisfying, and it's like a very mind numbing activity. Much like yeah. the Luigi's Mansion where I'm just sucking like up leaves. Like times like this in the world or in, you know, any time of trouble, I like things that are very simple tasks. And yes, the I don't know, something about that fishing technique was just like, do it, do it, click, you get the fish or you don't and you just start again. <laughs> yeah. You see tangible improvement. Uh, you When you upgrade your gear, it makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. And then also from a min-max perspective, it's to, to what you're saying about like kind of like feeling like you're productive fish sell for a lot and you can mm-hmm. really you can really upgrade your your homestead by by doing some aggressive fishing in the, the early months of that game. Uh, Matt, anything come to mind? Any game you've you've liked the fishing in? Uh, like well, you're again, you're you've, we've established you love the ocean. I love the ocean. And I do think that the creatures within uh, must rest where they lay. I do not want to fish them out of the uh, their their homes. <laughs> And I refuse to actually participate, but thank I mean, you for directing me the question. You've, wow. seen, you've seen what the fish become. Yes. Yeah. No, I mean, I love the, I like the fishing in Animal Crossing, but I, I love also the the fishing in in uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 and, and you know, in, in, in the predecessor as well. I like uh, being able to just sort of get off my horse and catch some fish and just think about life on the open range, you know? Man, I also what a dream. like. I like in Zelda the fishing, how you can either just swim next to it and grab it, 
or just throw a bomb in the water or shoot them with <laughs> yeah. arrows. You can do pretty much anything to get those fish. Um, all right, Matt, what's the next question? Okay, this one's from at Raska007 on Twitter. Subnautica was a great game where the deeper you go, the scarier it becomes. But if you stay in the shallows, it's pretty peaceful and pretty zen. Are there any games you play where you like the beginning and don't want to progress? Um, hmm. Breath of the Wild was a game where I really didn't want to finish the game and eventually just sort of enjoyed delay of game, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, same with um, Shadow of the Colossus. Like, I could have ridden that horse around for forever. Mm-hmm. It was fun. I was just, mine's not about games in particular, just my own personal anxiety level. So anytime I'm, like, when I was doing Breath of the Wild, I was talking about it in therapy and how it's like this open world game and, like, it's all these unknowns and you don't know what's going to happen and things come out at you and try to kill you and it's very scary. And so every game I play, I like the tutorial and then as soon as things can attack me, I'm like, gotta brace yourselves, which is very, first off, I said selves. There's only one of me and I know that. (laughs) (laughs) And second off, it was just very like, it's it's so it's such an interesting anxiety thing because it comes up even in Luigi's Mansion, which is the silliest ghosts. But when they come up, I'm like, okay, okay, we're gonna be okay. Like yes. I have to soothe myself every time. So I do find I personally find the most soothing parts of all the games that I play being the parts where you can explore things or look around. That's why I like escape games. That's why I like like Luigi because you're just mostly vacuuming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I also don't like games that are too boring, like. I like Stardew, but it gets a little bit too boring for me. Like, I like that there's that wizard hunt in the mines, but even that, I like, like, I like personally 90% vacuuming, 10% like excitement. Uh, I my answer in terms of of liking the first part of a game or like 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 having the most enjoyment there. There's some some PC RPGs I played where I've really liked the character creation, and I've not loved. Like when I've started, I've actually like that part. That's been my favorite part of the game is just like making your character and then and then rolling all his stats and and attributing all his different you know ab- uh, skills and 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 abilities and uh, making their portrait or whatever. And then when I actually get the game, I'm like kind of lose interest. So I guess that would be my answer. I've I've definitely had some very unproductive stretches where I've just been like rolling entire parties and then just like not playing the game. Which is a very a huge waste of time, <laughs> but I kind of I kind of like from the idea of just like oh I just got to make it's I don't know character creation can be fun in and of itself. I feel like and a lot of the beginnings, sorry, a lot of the beginnings of games are the most fun part. Like, I, I, have you guys played Night in the Woods? No. no, no, I haven't played that. It's kind of like a story, but it was very cool. <laughs> yeah, there's a sad moment in it that I'm not going to share right now. Um, Heather. I think I think by your characterization of uh of it's kind of a story, I feel like Heather would hate this game. <laughs> oh yeah, I I was I like there's another one called like Edith Finch. Like there are these fully narrative yeah. things that are not that I don't really like them, but I think it's cool what you can do with the form. Mm-hmm. Right, like, they're not personally my taste. I want more interactivity, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I was I was go going on. to say that Animal Crossing is like a perpetual character creation screen. Hmm. Like yeah, you just you, you just keep getting to tweak things. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. the whole thing. It's I a, want it's a character creation screen simulator. Yeah, I want games that are like entirely side quests. I think that's my dream. 
<laughs> because I'm mm. so I'm so scared of fighting, and I don't like like bloody fish, you know, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was my it was my favorite thing. I like the bloody fish. Give me more gore. Give me more underwater gore. Matt, do you have one more question for us? I do have one more question here. Uh, and th- this is also something that we touched on at the top of the show. This one's from at Ernie Hickson. Are there people that genuinely like water levels? Which platformer level trope, water, ice, etc., trope is the best or worst? The only one that gives me any anxiety is quicksand levels. Mm-hmm. Like I hate, I hate when there's a quicksand part. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like feeling like I'm stuck. I don't like not being able to jump. I hate, I hate when you sink and then you die. Um, I also hate when you have to sink in order to access secret rooms. I'm not a fan. Not mm-hmm. a fan of this is of sand of of a sandy death. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was gonna say I kind of like desert slash sand environments but i i will say that i a lot of people detest water levels i detest ice levels more because i associate that with skidding and yes. i don't like skidding so get that out of here anything I, that's like slippery i don't i don't like that yeah let me keep my footing uh in terms of environments like i i love a cave love a love some sort of like mountainous environment mm-hmm. and um uh, also industrial when you go into like a, a, you know, chemical plant zone or something like that. It's just, just, you, you go into something, a, a new donk city when you go into to some, yeah. something that's like a civilization, uh, in a, in an otherwise kind of fantastical world. I feel like that can be a lot of fun. Uh, Shirako, any, any favorite level environments? Um, I was just thinking of another water environment, which is the one in sword and sorcery when he goes into the well. I don't know if you did that Heather, but it was very cool. You kind of have to die and then you come down the other way and you're on the bottom. And I remember thinking that was cool because I I don't like it didn't have because I'd already died. So it doesn't have the thing where you're on a timer to run out of before you uh, run out of air. Yeah, um, I like I'm just I, I don't know. This is not a, an environment, but I like anything where you can open all the drawers <laughs> where you can look in all the closets, where you can see the. I feel like I'm such a like. There's some particular game designer, like front end game designer, who would just love me because I'm like, look at this cute outfit, or like, look at these like lamps, like mm. how tall the lamps are. Wow, they really designed like a fun fixture. Like the leaves on this are particularly. What kind of plant is that? Like I really uh, become fully immersed in the details of a room. I like actually I just played the garden level. I like plants. I think that's always oh. a really fun thing. Yeah, plants are plants uh plant levels like are fun. Plant levels rule. Yeah. Yeah. Especially cuz the plants always grow into some kind of monster which is always satisfying and exciting. You maybe got a vine to swing on Tarzan style, yeah, things to climb, flowers, things to scale. Flowers that open and have treasures. There's all kinds of stuff. Yeah, that's a hoot. Yeah, it's a hoot. Uh, hit us up with your questions at GetPlayedPod, GetPlayedPod at gmail.com. Shirako Dunlap, a delight to have you back uh, via Zoom. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for playing this weird seafood game. Do you have anything you would like to plug at this time? Uh, I guess I'd say if you want something that's going to change your life, play Ace of Seafood. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, I Interesting choice to plug the game that we just played on the show, but I admire it. Very bold. 
<laughs> and Matt, what's next week's game going to be? Next week's game, Waterworld. More water, baby. Great. Perfect. Thank you so much, Shiraco. Thank this you, Shiraco. Really nice. You're so funny. You're that was welcome. a delight. Thank you. Please follow me on Twitter at Big Dong. We're not recording anymore. <laughs> <All right. laughs>